0: Our Lexi for today is varos, varos or weight. When considering my varos or my weight, I always return to the old weight to pressure on the joints rule. For example, losing one pound of varos or weight results in three to four pounds of pressure removed from your joints. Save your joints, save your knees, and keep the varos or weight in check, my friend. Eleolado, olive oil, has been celebrated in the civilized world for millennia, nearly eternal. The oil of this fruit has been more than just food to the cultures of the Mediterranean region. It's been medicinal, ceremonial, sacramental, and the foundation of great wealth and power. It is safe to say that olive oil is the ethos the essence of Greek culinary culture. Today, the priceless and in life-giving ingredients of this liquid gold can be delivered to you when you purchase your premium bottle of Kefi Life extra virgin olive oil from the region my parents were born, the Peloponnese. The coveted Koroneiki olive is extensively cultivated here in the southern part of Greece, which offers the unique microclimate needed to grow a fruit netting the utmost nutrient value for extra virgin olive oil. Kefi Life Extra Virgin Olive Oil, a boundless amount of value, high in antioxidants with anti-inflammatory properties, linked to good mood and improved mental health. Get your bottle of wellness today when you visit keffylife.shop. Hey guys, it's the holiday season and I'm thinking ahead for y'all. Yes, weight loss, weight gain, weight plateau, healthy body, strong mindset, holiday thoughts on eating and drinking... Oh my gosh, so much to consider and I want and I know you want to be the best of it in the new year. So let's get this episode of Kefi Life on the books with Brooks Coleman, who is a precision nutritionist coach. He's also an expert in RP strength. He's going to tell us what that is and welcome Brooks to the Kefi Life podcast.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm super excited to be here.
0: It is really great to have you here. Tell us a little bit before we talk about um, some instrumental things on keeping our weight off and having a great mindset. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background.
1: Yeah, so um, I pretty much always have been obsessed with health and fitness and nutrition and things like that. Went a couple different routes before I finally made it my career. Um, and and the way I found found out I had a a true passion for helping others with it was just helping some friends um, about probably four or five years ago. Helped uh, one friend in particular lose actually a hundred pounds and keep it off. And then from there I was like, I'm, I'm addicted to this. I want to, I want to keep helping others. So, uh, went and got my precision nutrition certification, started to take online clients and then, uh, took it full time a little over a year ago. And fast forward to now I've, I've got a client base, about 50 clients, um, trying to, trying to get healthier, get leaner, but do it in a way that doesn't take away from the rest of their life. So um, I'm just a one man show with my company uh, and just trying to keep improving and helping others get where they want to be.
0: Well, you've certainly helped me. My, inter- my husband, Brian, introduced me to you via Instagram and he's like, Kiki, you've got to listen to Brooks. You've got to check him out. He's got the best advice. And so I did. And I'm like, oh, my God, in love. I got to interview Brooks. Um, and I recently uh, saw that you were in Europe and I have to say Brooks, the Brooks Coleman on Instagram. That- did I get that right?
1: Yeah, correct.
0: I noticed that you were in Europe and I just got back from Europe. I was in Sicily and I also went to Greece, uh, Milos. And you know, I was walking everywhere and I was keeping my weight down, but I was eating and then I came back to the States and I felt like I gained five pounds. what are your thoughts on walking, especially in Europe?
1: <laughs> yes, I, I was in the same spot. My wife and I were there for, for two weeks um, in a few different spots. And like all the gelato, all the good food, but we were walking a ton, came back, thought I was going to be way up on the scale, and I just wasn't. Um, so it's really, you know, I'm, I'm a huge fan. Uh, it's a lot of people get kind of confused thinking that higher intensity is better when it comes to burning calories. But the real advantage um, of, of higher intensity is just it's a little quicker, but it can lead to stress, burnout, and, and you're more likely to kind of say screw it and not do it. Um, and that's why I'm a huge fan of walking. It's objective. You can work it in throughout your day. It's de-stressing instead of adding a bunch of stress to your life. And it's just a really great baseline for longevity, health, even fat loss and, and calorie burn. So I'm a huge, huge fan.
0: So that's good to hear. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that in this episode, because you have created or curated a powerful strategy uh, for healthy body and weight loss. And it includes 27 sentences that will get you leaner than 98% of the people. I think this is a great tagline. I'm addicted to it. So let's take this episode and cover the first 13 brooks. And then the next week you'll come back and we'll finish up the final 14. How does that sound?
1: that sounds fantastic.
0: Awesome. So let's get into the first one. Number one, processed foods. Oh my God, we hear so much about this, Brooks. Talk to me about this.
1: Yes. Yep. This one's classic. And I always get yelled at uh, online for this. Um, Processed foods, it's more about what you're not getting with processed foods than it is about what you're getting. So I think a lot of people are under the interpretation that there are specific compounds in the processed foods that are going to really, really set them back, even if it's in moderation. And what I like to focus my clients on or encourage people to focus on is not what's in it that's bad for you, but what it's lacking that's good for you. And so if we kind of switch our mindset and start to focus on the pros of good, healthy, nutritious whole foods, instead of focusing on avoiding something, we can focus on adding more of something else. And if we're really after more micronutrition, more fiber, more protein, more volume of food through fruits, vegetables, lean meats, and and good healthy sources of, of whole foods like that, then working in those processed foods in moderation isn't going to set you back a ton. So it's really the the main couple things that, that I'd encourage people to avoid processed foods for, or high calorie foods, is they're easier to over consume, leading to weight gain or making it harder to maintain a healthy weight and they just don't have those nutrients that the whole foods have so they're not as filling for you and and those are really the two main things so i think it's important for people to hear if you include those 10 20% of the time it's okay you're not going to you're not going to develop disease from from a moderate intake of these things Focus on mostly whole foods, and then it's not an, the end of the world if you work some things in that are higher calorie. Just because it's life; it's all around us. So um, that's my that's my main take there, because I think there's a lot out there making you think there's something that's going to be completely disruptive to your physiology or your health. But it's really about how easy it is to end up getting too many calories from those things and not enough micronutrition that makes them not the best choice.
0: That. That approach is so helpful and it really resonates with me. Okay, so number two is the basics. Let's talk a little bit about the basics.
1: The basics, yes. So I think everyone is so set on finding something fancy like, you know, the newest breath work routine or eating beef liver or cold exposure or something fancy that's going to get them magic results. But we should, of course, some of those things have great benefits, But don't prioritize the marginal things for the the rock-solid basics of walking more, getting exercise in, eating more whole foods, more nutritious foods, and eating more protein. Those things alone are going to get you 95% of your progress. And then you can think about adding some of those fancy techniques or cool things to support that, but don't miss the basics for... The, the new fads that are out there that might, might help you out just marginally.
0: In the introduction, we were talking about walking. And in Greece, we say that, um, or Hippocrates said this, not in Greece, but he did say it. He said that walking is man's best medicine. And you heavily endorse it. And I feel good when I do it. So let's talk about how to um, quantify that. How many steps a day do you think we should get to stay healthy or to, to help us stay lean?
1: Yeah, great question. So, my first caveat is if you're not getting a baseline in and you're not very active in general, the answer is more than you're getting right now. So, and, and but I don't mean for the people that are already super active, it's more is not always better. But I would say until you're in the realm of seven to th- Seven to nine thousand steps per day. That's where we just see the the highest correlation with with decreases in in all cause mortality, so death by all causes, in that seven to nine thousand realm. If you're under that, the answer to what's best for you is just getting more than you are right now. So if you're at four thousand steps right now, aim for five thousand for the time being. You don't have to jump all the way up to eight, but. Beyond that, I would say for life, seven to 9,000 is a good starting point. When you are directly trying to lose fat and you maybe could benefit from more movement or you're trying to maintain fat loss or weight loss afterwards, which is very hard to do, there are benefits of getting up to maybe even 12,000 or more. But what I would recommend is always reassessing how your hunger is and how your time commitment is. Because if you just don't have enough time, maintaining that 7 to 9,000 is okay. I, you're just going to end up having to compensate with that for that on the food side and the calories you're, you're intaking. So it can come from either side to maintain weight or to lose weight if that's your goal. But I would say generally 7 to 9,000 You can take that up higher if you're after a specific weight loss goal to help you out on on that goal.
0: Folks, you're listening to the Coffee Life episode. We've got the special guest, Brooks Coleman. He is really fantastic on guiding people on how to stay lean and get lean. It's the art of it. That's what we're talking about. And he's got 27 sentences that will help you think about how to live and then implement those sentences to be leaner than 98% of the people. So we're at number four. What are whole foods?
1: Whole foods. So this one's kind of tough to explain, but the best way, most basic way is like, does the food you're eating, does it have minimal ingredients or not necessarily just ingredients? Does it look like its original form? So this is going to, you know, primarily eating fruits, vegetables, whole grains, lean meats, nuts and seeds that's kind of your your basis of whole foods now of course is canned vegetables or canned fruit processed yes but that's still i would still include that as a whole food like a frozen fruit frozen veggies these things are still pretty close to their original form on the flip side candy bars things that have it's like you can't get down to the original ingredient. Maybe a Snickers, you could say the peanuts are the about the only thing that resembles what, what it was used to make it. Um, so that's the most basic level. But the main, the main thing here is they're super filling, they have a lot more nutrients, and they're gonna keep you a lot more full. And if if you're eating most of these foods, it's we don't even wanna talk about trying to avoid anything if we're not getting enough of these foods because if you're getting enough whole foods, it just keeps you full and gives you the best chance to limit other things instead of just keeping that, you know, it, it kind of sets up an abundance mindset of like, I get to eat more of this instead of thinking about like, I have to eat less of this. It really sets you up for success to, to just fill yourself up and, and fill your body with good, healthy nutrients.
0: This reminds me of a word that I really like, Brooks, homeostasis. So I love this word. Do whole foods help put us in a state of homeostasis?
1: That's a that's a great great question. So, I would say from the from the fat, from the standpoint of at their most basic level, the macro and micronutrition you're getting out of whole foods are going to support endless body processes. Like the the vitamins and minerals in these foods are going to support brain health Gut health, any anything you can think of, and so absolutely, our body wants to to maintain things and uh, and to support our body with with good healthy micronutrition. You're never going to go wrong by by supplying what your body needs those raw materials for important functions. Absolutely,
0: we're in the middle of holiday season, and for some people, they're just like eating, 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 eating. They're going to parties and they're just not even stopping. Um, So number five on the list of sentences is pace of eating. What would you say about applying pace of eating holiday or any time actually?
1: So, so important during the holidays, during times where you can't be perfect. And this is where so many people go wrong because they think they need to go really hard when life is perfect and they don't have any events in the way to absorb the times where they're off track. But the reality is you're doing enough when life is perfect. Let's find some ways to limit the damage when you're not being perfect. And one of the main ways I do this with clients are habits around the way you eat your food and slowing down, chewing that food thoroughly. You're not, you're focusing on each bite. You're not focusing on the next bite. These things are going to slow you down so you don't consume as many calories. Because if you think about it, if you eat 1,000 calories in a minute, There's going to be no time for the signal to be sent to your brain to say, hey, we've got food. We don't need to eat more. But if you give you space that out over 20 minutes, that's going to give you time to realize, oh, hey, I'm I'm kind of full here and uh, and I can I can stop eating. So uh, it'll help digestion. It'll really just kind of limit your intake overall. And not to mention, you get to enjoy it. You get to focus on each bite. So what I would say is chew each bite until it's an oatmeal-like consistency. That's a good rule of thumb to know that you've you've chewed enough. Digestion starts in the mouth, not in the gut. And then make that meal last over 20 minutes. And those two things right there are gonna go a long way for making sure, even if it is Good food or pizza or something like that, slow you down. You don't you eat three pieces of pizza instead of five. That's a big one.
0: You shocked me when you said eating a thousand calories in one. I don't know how long did it take us a minute? I don't know. that That's pretty shocking. I wonder if I've ever done that. But I think what I'm going to do, Brooks Coleman, is make a sign, a note, and I'm going to say, chew and tell its oatmeal texture so that I can slow down. Because half the time, Brooks, I'm not even that hungry, but I'm, I've got food phobia. I eat it so fast. I don't know why. And I notice when I'm more relaxed and I'm not so rushed, I'm more enjoying the food that
1: that makes sense. And, and, you know, we've got, we've got our sympathetic nervous system and we've, that's that fight or flight. We've got the parasympathetic nervous system. Parasympathetic is rest and digest. It improves digestion. So if we're rushing and super thin and super sympathetic eating each meal, that's going to impair digestion. You slow down another couple factors here are breathe between each bite, take a sip of water between each bite. That's going to calm you down and get you into that rest, rest and digest uh, parasympathetic nervous system and improve that digestion.
0: It's not like we're in the war or anything here in the States. I, I don't know. I, nobody's going to steal my food off my plate. I, I don't know. I can slow it down.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. Oh, my God. There's no lion chasing you. You don't have to scarf it down like like what our, our uh, evolution set us up to, to want to eat so fast.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. So number six on the list. This is so fun. Uh, something that I like to eat, it fills me up, is protein. But what about the amount... Of protein that we should be eating?
1: Yes. So if you want to get super technical, what I'd say is to support whether you want to gain weight, maintain weight, or lose weight. If you're after body composition change, we want to be around one gram of protein per pound of lean body mass. And what that means is basically how much of your body is in fat mass. So if you're 25% body fat and you weigh 200 pounds, That means you've got 50 pounds of fat mass and 150 pounds of lean body mass. So we'd go for one gram of 150 pounds. So for a 200-pound, 25% body fat, you'd be eating 150, 150 grams a day. Or just aim to use your palm for this and get one to two size palm one to two palm-sized servings at three or four meals a day, and you're going to be getting pretty close to what you need to support changing your body and, and improving your body composition.
0: And if I'm eating slow, that'll work. Or if someone's eating slowly, then that should be enough to fill them up. All right, what about number seven, the timing of eating, like when we eat and the consumption? That's number seven on your list.
1: Yes. So a lot of people, what we talked about earlier, you get distracted by the the new fads or, or, or things like this. The total amount you eat in the entire day is what matters most and is going to lead to about 99% of your results. So whether it's post-workout, after 8 p.m., everything's in the morning or you're fasting, whatever it is, if you equate for total food intake, that is going to be most important for driving your results. Eating late isn't going to preferentially store anything as fat more than eating early. The only caveat I would give is is there are some benefits to ending your meals a little bit earlier in the evening to support good sleep quality. But other than that, as far as fat gain or, or fat loss, pay attention to your total intake in the day, and that's going to get you 90, 95% of the way there.
0: Okay. What about carbs versus calories? Some people stay away from bread altogether. I disagree with that. I was in Israel. I was in Europe. I was in Greece. I was, I was eating bread and it was fresh and I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do I have to give up bread, Col- Brooks?
1: <laughs> of course not. This goes back to, to everything we said. So if we control for calories and protein, carbs versus fat, isn't going to make a huge difference in your results. Um, there are benefits to, you know, I, I personally wouldn't recommend going too extreme in, in either direction because enough healthy fats is going to support health in general and your hormones and things like that. Enough carbohydrate, that's going to be your primary fuel source for more intense exercise, for weightlifting and things like that, and that's going to be a great source of fiber and other very nutritious uh, foods and micronutrients. So I'd recommend a balance. But if you're someone that prefers a little higher fat and a little lower carb, go for it. If you prefer a little higher carb and a little lower fat, go for it. Of course, I would recommend most of the time getting most of your carbohydrate sources from complex carbs, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and you're gonna be in a you're gonna be in a great place.
0: This is kind of like a basic thing, but we complicate it yeah. because like if we're in a hurry or we haven't planned or we're not cognizant or aware. Of what's good for us, we're just grabbing and going instead of grabbing and going that thing that we prepared that's in the fridge that's good for us, like these complex carbohydrates, as you say.
1: One hundred percent, and and that goes to your environment. Always have a backup plan. Always have nice, easy substitutions or easy things to grab. Make your environment make those foods available so that when life happens, you can just grab them quick and you have options.
0: Okay. All right. Now we hear a lot about this in the media and with professionals and coaches like yourself. We, we hear about this and I, I really do think it works, the 80-20 rule. Let's quickly talk about that, the 80-20 rule on food.
1: Yes. So there are two pieces here. So number one, the Pareto principle states that 80% of your results come from 20% of activities or actions. And that piece of it is like we touched on earlier, focus on walking more, lifting weights a couple times a week, two to four times per week, eating more protein and eating mostly whole foods. And those 20% of actions are gonna lead to the most results so that you can forget about all these other small things you see online that might help with food timing or things like that. Now on the flip side, the other application to fitness and achieving your goals is eating whole foods Eighty percent of the time, and then working in those meals that aren't exactly ideal twenty percent of the time, so that it's realistic for you. Because uh, uh, most people out there aren't going to completely cut out, you know, those higher calorie, those hyper palatable foods that you can get. Um, and so, if you look at it that way, you can look at it over the course of the week, over the course of a day. Don't get lost in the details, but get. of your meals or 80% of your calories from good whole food sources. And then you have a lot of buffer room to work in some of those more tasty uh, processed or or whatever you want to call them, high calorie foods.
0: Okay, we're almost to number 13 because we're going to do the first 13 today. Number 10 is food cravings. Are they real?
1: Food cravings. So there's a few things here. A lot, most basic level, humans have a... Kind of a, a rational brain and an emotional brain. And our rational brain is the one that wants the long term goal, that wants to lose weight, that wants to, you know, make things better for tomorrow. The emotional brain is the one that wants something right now. And it doesn't necessarily have to be food, but in our environment, you look around, we have tasty, sugary, just really, really good food everywhere. And that emotional brain, whenever the rational brain gets fatigued, it's their knocking saying, Hey, let's get some sugar. Let's get some tasty food in because I'm bored and I want something now. And I don't care if you want to lose weight. So understanding that is very important. And what you can do, of course, they're, they're real. They're very, they're very common. Cravings are very common. And usually they result in eating the food we crave. So what I recommend, set up your environment for success, make the right choices very easy and abundant, remove the tempt- temptations and the and the choices you don't wanna make from the house if you can. And then three, just recognize that. Recognize your brain just wants something quick and, and a, a, an immediate reward and try to remove yourself um, and create some time between consuming that thing so that you uh, aren't always just diving in every time that craving hits.
0: Okay. Uh, Do you think that, is there an order to eating, like, should the protein be first or should the veggie be first? That's number 11 on your list of 27 to get us leaner than 98% of the people.
1: Yep. Yep. So uh, veggies and then protein and then everything else. So that's going to fill you up first. So it'll limit how much you eat of the heavier calorie foods, like the carbohydrates or the whatever, whatever you have or some, some, some uh, desserts or whatever. So it's going to fill you up it's going to make sure you get all the vital nutrients in, because if you go straight for all the delicious stuff without the nutrients, then you're not going to be hungry for the vegetables later. Um, and it actually improves blood sugar response to a meal. If you eat those veggies and then the protein and then the complex carbs or whatever you're having, other than those two things after that. So that's what I'd recommend this Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving or Christmas. Um, you can just go ahead and, you know, if it's if it's there's a bunch of good cheesy potatoes or whatever it is, load up on the veggies and the protein first, and then by all means have it, but then you're not going to eat as much of it once you get to the cheesy potatoes or the dessert or whatever it may be.
0: You just won't have enough room. Okay, veggies and fiber. Let's talk about that one quickly.
1: Yep. So uh, just overall, that's going to that's gonna fill you up and that's going to make it a lot easier to eat less of the things that can really wreck you. So that <clears throat> that with the protein... If you focus on more protein, more fiber, and more veggies, fibers and veggies, obviously, uh, that's going to keep you really full and give you the best chance to to keep your calories down without completely starving.
0: Okay, number 13, the final question of the day or the final statement of the 27 for this episode is dairy and gluten. God, there's so much information on that. Where do we start? We don't have much time. Just give it a shot.
1: yeah, yeah. If you don't, it's this has been overplayed. If you don't have a specific intolerance, I wouldn't be so concerned with it. Once again, start focusing on getting those whole foods eighty percent of the time. And if you're working in some gluten and you don't have a specific intolerance, it's not gonna be a huge deal. Um, with the dairy, I'm a big fan of dairy for for protein intake, you know, uh, cottage cheese, Greek yogurt, these things are great sources of protein. And if you can handle dairy just fine don't ignore those. Those are great opportunities to get that protein in and support your body composition.
0: One of my favorite cottage cheeses because it's a small amount and it's just tasty is good. G-O-O-D. Have you heard of Oh, that?
1: I have. Yeah, we get that. It's so good. Love it. Love
0: it. Love it. Okay. This has gone way too fast and I can't wait to have you back next week. But Brooks Coleman, you have been a special guest and I ask all my special guests this question. Please answer it. In my life, I've learned that
1: in my life, I've learned that you need to focus on what you are doing instead of what you aren't doing, because there's always going to be more that you want to be doing. And that's a quick way to get fed up and and start focusing on what your 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 shortcomings and you there's always going to be more you want to do no matter how much you achieve. So if you start looking backwards and looking at what you have done, it's going to completely flip your mindset so that you can achieve those things that you want to in the future.
0: Outstanding. Next week, we're going to talk about the remainder of the 27 sentences that will make us leaner than 98% of the people. Thank you so much, Brooks. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Stay right there. Up next, your weekly takeaway to keep it all as well. Hola, kala.
1: This ola kala moment brought to you by the law offices of Liston and Sintilas. Ranked number one by the Leading Lawyers Network since 2010, taking care of all your real estate needs.
0: Adopt an attitude which supports your lean body. How we think about things reflects our results of a lean body, you know? As Brooks alluded to, think about what you gain instead of what you lose when you make a healthy and sound lifestyle choice. Something I like to think about is remove, replace, but add. Instead of sitting around, I get up and I play that music that stirs the soul and moves the legs. It's Ola Gala, all is well, when you think differently to be differently in the mind, body, and soul.
1: Kiki Vale is the founder of Kefi Life. She is passionate about whole person wellness and living a fulfilled life. Her Kefi Life podcast is created to simply and naturally help you harmonize the mind, body, and soul the Greek way. Visit keffylife.com and check out Kiki Vale on LinkedIn and on Twitter. Join us again next time for more positive energy and inspiration on Keffy Life.